Welcome to another inspirational message from Liberty Church in Omaha, Nebraska. Spiritual responsibilities as a pastor is to, Romans uses a word that basically an orchestra leader, where all the different sounds come together and make one beautiful sound. So to alert you of things that are going on, okay? Marge, can you come up here just for a second? We stopped the service last week where we just all said, let's pray. Let's pray for people. Remember? People came up. Marge is one of them. God touched her in a very unique and special way. Just wanted her to share it with you. Um, I had had I had had COVID for like five weeks, and that's not a pleasant experience at all. Um, how do I say this? It wasn't a lot of fun. And then uh, I came up here. I finally decided, okay, that's enough of that. So I came up here, and I thought, okay, it's time for me to ask pastor to pray for me. And uh, he did. And um, it was like my life really had changed. He, um, he came up and he put his hands on both my jaws. And it was like, oh my goodness, my life had changed. It had changed. And I can't really tell you how but it did, and it was like, and uh, I was very grateful, number one, that he did, but um, how do I explain this? Um, all of a sudden, my, it was like my eyes lightened up. Uh, her countenance changed yeah. immediately. Yeah. And uh, I went home and I felt lighter. Uh, how do I explain this? You're doing good. Um, I'll finish it off. you got about 30 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I will give you the... Uh, Okay, I'll give you. Okay. Give her a hand, everyone. Now, anyone who's felt sick dealing with anything, you know what it is, what a drag it is? What, I use the word yuck. And the Bible says the Holy Spirit will quicken your mortal body. The word quicken is charge, make alive. She needed a Holy Ghost charge. Touch her body. Simple as that. And Marge, right here in front of y'all, changed. 
And anyone who, this side or when she walked back, you could see the difference. And some of the seeing the difference is you see the victory in their eyes. The victory. Now, I also want to let you know what the church does. We have, since we started at the little church at 15th and Hickory, we've partnered with other ministries to help the city. We've done it since our very first service. We're back in the business here of doing that this new year. We have the thing that uh, Brandon was talking about, uh, Jarrell coming. Also, there's a Rama church in town. Remember when we were at Ralston High School? Had a teardown set up, teardown set up. Well, the ones in the auditorium was this church. For a number of reasons, I won't get into all, but they need for a short period of time to be able to practice their music because they're leaving one and going to a final and there's a gap in time. So again, what do we do? We had seven churches on the property on 60th and L. Seven churches on the property at one time. Five at one time, seven total. My point is this, they're going to use our building for their praise and worship for another church. And then Jarrell's coming and bringing that. We could have the overflow with what, as many who come throughout the city. This is a big deal to many different groups. It is a big deal. And we're letting them use the property. What are we doing? We are strengthening and building the body of Christ, which is part of the original assignment for this church to exist. Signs and wonders. We partner with churches where we can and help. Well, do we get paid anything? No. We stay here and work with them. I mean, we handle our responsibilities, but my point is that none of this is to make money. It is to help build the body of Christ. When we take care of that, God takes care of all our needs. He always has. Amen? Now, I don't know if this is the end of it, uh, but I felt like I was wrapping up the last five weeks of preaching on crazy faith. So here you go. Jesus, how many believe that Jesus would be telling you the truth? Okay. So Brother Blabbit on TV that contradicts what I'm about to say needs to talk to Jesus about this. I get very tired, tired. I don't like when they sit there and tell you that God beats the snot out of you to make you a good little trooper. That's not a heavenly father. Well, you, you know, discipline and you need it. No, I wouldn't do that to my children. We had little Rosie over the other day. She's trying with everything she can to walk. Am I going to come up there and knock her arms out from underneath her and let her fall to teach her to be better? No. I want to see her succeed. Amen? Amen. Jesus said, <clears throat> the thief, clearly referring to Satan, the devil, fallen angel Lucifer. The thief comes to rob, to kill, and destroy. So when you draw the line, my dad would say, put the pros and cons and look at your decision, son. <clears throat> when you see anything that has to do with rob, kill, or destroy, you know who's doing it. And he said, but I have come that you might have life, and literally, life like God knows it. So anything pertaining to life and godliness, that's on the Jesus side. They don't cross over. 
Jesus said, I come to destroy the works of the devil, not work with them. They asked him, who was born blind, this man or his parents? Did they sin that this happened? And Jesus said, neither. But he said, but the works of God should be made manifest in him. Oh, he was blind, so the works could be... No, but because the guy is blind, Jesus brings the works to make him well. If that was God's will for the man to be born blind, then Jesus stole from his father. Religious thinking causes us to have doubts, unbelief, and like when Peter saw the wind, you don't see the wind, but you see the results of the wind. Doubt and unbelief, the mother of that is fear. Fear that you're not loved, fear that you won't make it, fear that it won't happen. The doubt and unbelief nibble on the other side to get to the core, and it's fear. You're going to move in faith, or you're going to move in fear. Simple. My good friend in Sacramento this week was operated on. First thing out of his mouth, when he was, uh, can I, will I be able to travel in two weeks? I've got meetings I've got to go preach at. The other one, he says, I want dance lessons. He says, I want some dance lessons. If I'm going to rehab, I, I want to dance. Funny, but if you know him, that is John Wayne saying, enough of this. My God can do all things in my life through Christ Jesus and our relationship. Agreed? It is the thief. The other one that they bring up is Job. And let me just blast this. Job was prosperous. Satan says he's not prosperous for any obvious reason because you have a hedge of protection around him. I can't get to him. And Job will say, the Lord gives, the Lord takes away. How many know that one? Yes, it's in the Bible, but it's not true. That was Job's own assessment of it. He didn't know anything about a devil existing. There's no manifestation at that time in Israel of Satan. You don't see much of him until Jesus has a little confrontation with them and stuff like that. Are you all with me? Because what happened is fear. Job did all kinds of offerings for his family, his kids, and everything. God said to Satan, he's already in your authority, already in your power. How? Job said, the things I have greatly feared have come upon me. God didn't do that to him, and God didn't use Satan. Satan's wanting to destroy him. He, Satan's so stupid, he didn't even know he was all, the wall was already down. By the way, this is a nine-month Bible story of fact, and in nine months, he had everything restored and got a new family and his kids through that. So if you go through a real war, nine months is nothing to when you come out on the other side and all the spoil that comes with it. Okay? I just, I'm blowing away. The, to move in faith, I've got to hit the unbelief and the doubt. And I have to hit it hard because we're, people are getting healed. We're using our church. 
we're reaching back out. We're going to go to two services this year. Our people will all be back in at one time. Oh, by the way, Jody Barnes isn't here today because she's in Ohio arranging legally and physically to bring her dad, who they said would die, and we prayed, and he did not bring him back to Omaha to live. So I'm sorry they're not here. Hopefully they aren't listening online. But that, that's a miracle. Gosh, they had told him to prepare because he's going to die. Well, he's going to live. Really? Yeah. Amen. So I'm having fun. Now we're going to go to Mark chapter 4, so or so is the word. Okay. Someone watching a football game? <laughs> it's Ralph delayed. Okay. I'm just giving Ralph a hard time, man. Okay. Mark chapter 4, verse 13. It's the so or so is the word. He used it a parable in verses ahead of that, and the apostles came to him and said, We don't understand. Help us. And Jesus said in verse 13, If you don't understand this, you will not understand anything I teach. This is the code, if you will, in the computer to access everything else. This is the app of apps. Huh? Computer talk? Did it sound sharp? Yeah, okay. No, not much. If you don't understand the sower sows the word, you won't understand other things that Jesus teaches. Okay? Verse 15, it says, these are the seeds that were sown by the wayside. First of all, the word of God is the seed. Now, I've got some, an old sack of grass seed in my garage. I have no idea if it's still good or not. But the seed does me no good sitting in the garage in a sack. If that's the word, I've got to get the seed out. It has to go in our heart and come out our mouth. When it goes in our heart, we renew our mind. We chase doubt and unbelief out of the way. And when the fear tries to really put you in fear, he said, no, no, I'm not having this. No, not having this. Amen? Amen. Okay, the wayside. You will see when you drive by, like, uh, people working in the fields of cornfields, detasseling, there is where you plant the seed, but there are also the small, narrow paths that people walk on. Have you seen them? That is the wayside. That is not plowed up ground that is ready for the seed. That is hardened ground, a path that it takes a good amount of time to clean that dirt up to where it can be used to plant. Are we good? Okay. Well, wayside. What happens is the birds that follow the air come and they take the seed before the seed gets in and started. They take it like food off, okay? When you hear the word of God and don't receive it as the word of God and you have areas in your life that you have been hardened on, like a path, sometimes it's healing, sometimes it's relationships, sometimes it's financial, but it is a hardened path. The enemy will come and take that seed out real quick. Real quick. I, I'd say it this way, particularly in Mark 11, 23 and 24, if you're going to use God's faith to move mountains, it says, and you must forgive when you pray. You must keep forgiveness fresh. 
Yes, I prayed two years ago. But you know what? That person, come, you see him at the store? What you going to do? What are you going to think? How are you going to respond? You got to keep the forgiveness fresh or it hurts your heart. We good? Okay, verse 16. The next ground is stony ground. Now, when I married my beautiful wife, we got to be on three and a half acres. It had a barn, back field, had a small orchard with some trees, but it also had a chicken coop. And then in the chicken coop yard, the chickens pooped there. We got the best organic fertilizer you could possibly want. But I had to till up. I'm a city boy. I didn't do this at home. But I had to till up that huge area. And we found tin cans. We found rocks. We found stuff that couldn't, I mean, an inch or two under the ground. Nobody planted those things. But they're there. Okay? And then next year, Dad Gummit, I got them all out. They were back. And I had not planted them. But they rise to the top. Stones in your dirt of your heart. Because we're talking, there are four conditions of heart here. Stones come up that are hidden that hinder your harvest. We still good? It says, they received the word with gladness. Man, did Pastor Jim preach his guts out Sunday. Wow, what a done. Rah, 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 rah. And then they received with gladness, but no root in themselves. They revert back to what they've been. And that is a person who allows the world to dump doubt, fear, and unbelief in their head and keep you from walking in the victory God has for you. I got born again and I lost friends because I didn't revert back. I met the man. I got nowhere else to go. I met him. I had my best friend, Randy Berg, tell me, if you're going to do that Jesus thing, you can count me out. We're done. This guy eat dinner at our house every Sunday night. He called my mom, mom. Just because I got radically saved for Jesus. He's gone. Okay? Stones come up in people's lives. Get them out. When will it stop? When they're gone. But the more you're in God's word and the Holy Spirit works on you, the more this is brought up in your life. You say, get out. Gone. Gone. So when you plant, you have roots down in the ground and your harvest won't get blown away. Are we good? Okay. It says that no root in themselves and for affliction, the word affliction there means this, trouble and pressure. Most of the time people would read that affliction means sickness. No, just what puts pressure on you. What puts pressure on you? It would cause you to think or talk differently. What pressures you? That's what that word affliction is. So you take the word in for your finances and you've got something pressing you, it's to take the word out of your life. So what do I do when I get pressed? I give anyhow. I'll give time. I'll, I'll give virtually anything away. Because I always get more stuff. God's great. But I learned that and grew in that because when I was pressed, I gave anyhow. 
In Proverbs, when you'll read it, it says that you cause the enemy to gnash their teeth when they think they've pinned you and you give anyhow. Make him mad all the time. He does not like me because he's still paying out on stuff I've planted. He has to give up and repay sevenfold. Amen? Now, verse 18 is thorns. In there, it's the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches. Let's go on the deceitfulness of riches. The love of money is, money's not bad. Money's not the root of all evil. It is loving it. And you count on the money that you have to be more trustworthy than the God who brings you increase. That's what you're playing with the word. Brandon gives the word in the offering today. Good job. And, and you know, you release your faith. And the next thing you say, I don't have any money. I don't know if that's going to work. And that's what we're talking about. The other is the lust of other things. Did I get that right? Yep, lust of other things. Lust becomes, the word lust there is an appetite. An appetite. Now, I will dare say there are believers that are addicted to the internet in all the games and the communicating and this group and this group and this group where four and five hours in a day is spent online. That is a lust that's not for business. It's in general public. Well, no, I do some private messaging. You know exactly what I'm talking and don't try to explain your way out of it. I watch people, well, how much time did you pray today? Well, what word are you standing on? I knew you were going to say that. You can tell me what social media places you've been at for the last two hours, what games you played, but you can't tell me what word you're standing on against cancer. That's what this is talking about. You gain an appetite. Men and women alone for pornography. You start with little, it gets weird. And when you started with a Playboy way back when, there wasn't the internet and there wasn't all these channels. And then they did the movies where it went for rated R and you got some nudity and then it got worse and it got worse. And now virtually you can see anything you want to. So the appetite goes that way. Okay, nobody's amen in me. You build an appetite. You build an appetite. You build an appetite for anger. The first time you blow your temper, it's easier the second time. And there's a high getting excited. But you're hurting people. You're doing damage. It's wrong. But you end up with an emotional appetite for that kind of behavior. How many know some really guys that are very quick to lose their temper? Okay. I've never met one. Okay. It says they choke the word out, these things, the deceitfulness and lust. The word choke there, the best way, anybody watch WWF sometime and they put that hold on or use, and they, it's called a tap out. In other words, I give up. The guy's choked me, I can't say anything, but I'm done. That's what this is. It enters in and it chokes or you have to tap out. You don't want to use your faith. You're sorry you even said anything to anybody that you're doing this or you're doing that. Do you have any second guesses? No. I knew what I was doing when I, when I said it. It's God's word. I believe it. And I'm not tapping out. 
I will admit, when you're under a lot of drugs because of pain, I don't remember. I even called some people and said, I have no idea what I'm saying. Just be aware of this. I just wanted to say hi, because I have no clue. I will not remember this. All my family verified that's exactly what happened. You called me. I'm not sure what you said, you know, but I'm glad you called me. In my right mind, you want to fight, you're going to get a fight. Because my God is greater. And he has empowered me to always be victorious. We will have more miracles like Marge and Jody's dad and others. This will be known as a place if you need a miracle healing from God. The move of the Spirit will touch you. We're not going to be weird. We're not going to be, you know, churchy stuff. We're going to see people healed, people born again, people filled with the Holy Spirit. We'll get on with the business. Why were we created? Build the body of Christ in this city. Amen? Now I'm having fun. Okay, I love the part where the boy had the demon. This is Mark 9, verse 22. The boy, the apostles, there are three different scriptures where Jesus in the Gospels gave them power and authority over sickness and demons. At no time did he say, well, it works on this level of demons and this one, but there's one that you can't touch. It's just he's just above your pay grade. No. The authority that he gave them was the authority the Holy Spirit gave him when he was baptized. There aren't different levels of it, which I've heard taught way too many times. So, this boy throws himself in the fire. This boy throws fits. Whatever he did scared the apostles enough that they had doubt and unbelief in them when they went to heal him. Jesus heals them like that and then tells the guys off because you're unbelief. But he says something I love in here. He says, all things are possible to them that believe. How many know what the word all means? How about things? That's, you get to fill in the blank what the things is. But it says, all things are possible. And the, one of the best posters I've ever seen in my life is in hangar rehab where I'm working and it's a guy, he's got some tattoos like uh, Ralph there and he's got a muscle shirt on and he's got uh, uh, camouflage shorts to about his knee and he's got the knee, the leg he has a replacement like I have at my home right now and he's shown walking, why is that important? It doesn't say impossible it says, I, apostrophe, am, I'm possible. It's not impossible. I'm possible. So are you. Whether you're 13 years old or a million years old, it doesn't matter. Your life is not over. Who you get to touch, how you get to help, you can start up. Colonel Sanders got fired and forced into retirement from his job. And you know what he did on the weekends? He threw parties. He had a family. He cooked some chicken. He got the idea to start selling some of the chicken out of his garage when he was fired. And he was 64 or 67, one of the two. And he started, oh, he's too old. He's retired. What's he going to do? He starts Kentucky Fried Chicken. A believer who tithes. Don't you think the pastor of that church is happy he's a tither? 
It's finger-licking good to the bank <laughs> to do the job necessary. But here it says all things are possible. The reason it wasn't possible because what you saw with your senses took you off of what the promise was. They had already seen healings. They had already seen deliverances from demons. They had experience. They come back rejoiced. Even the demons are subject to them. And Jesus says, yeah, but just be happy your name's written in the book. Y'all know that. But this fit this kid through scared them enough that they, uh, you can't let that happen to your faith. Because all things are possible to them that believe. Not doubt. Not waver. To them that believe. Are we having fun? Okay. Um, let's go to 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. Again, there are things that are accepted in most churches and they just let go by that does nothing but trigger unbelief and doubt. Religious statements that don't help us. Amen? First Thessalonians 5. Let's go to verse 16. Rejoice evermore. Pray without ceasing. Yes, I'm only asking for 15 minutes. Pray without ceasing. Okay? In everything give thanks for this is the will of God concerning you. This is the way I've heard it interpreted way too many times. In everything give thanks. You're supposed to thank God for everything. So if cancer comes, if debt comes, you're supposed to thank God for that. That's not what it says. Now, <clears throat> Gabby, this is Gabby's first time with us. She's a darling girl. You get to know her. She is enough. Here, this is for you. Yeah. It's a $50 bill. My gift to you, okay? Whoa, what was wrong with that transaction? I just gave her 50 bucks and it stays with her. She thanked Howard, who had nothing to do with the transaction. In everything, give thanks. Don't thank God for what Satan does. Do not thank him for killing, robbing, and destroying and think you're thanking. Oh, God, I just want to thank you. Oh, I lost my job. Thank you, Lord. No. If I lost my job, I'll get a better one. But don't thank God for stuff he didn't do. In everything. If it's a crap shoot there, if it's not fun, if it's going to be a challenge, when you're in it, thank God. For what? To get me out of it victoriously. I'm looking at this. No, not having this. You're going to thank God for all that Amy went through that time, Ralph? No, but you're going to thank God to get her out of it, which he did. Amen? So instead of, I just thank God, you know, you never know what he's doing. His ways are above our ways. No, it says we have the Holy Spirit who's supposed to teach us his ways. The bozo outside that doesn't care doesn't get to know that stuff, but we do. There are mysteries hid for us. Amen. I'm having fun whether you are or not. I then did James chapter 1. Count it all joy when you fall into divers temptations. Temptations is temptations. Most people think that will be sex. No, you're tempted 
You're tempted to cheat. You're tempted to lie. You're tempted to be mean. Those are in there too. What are you going to do? Count it all joy. Ah, see, when bad stuff happens, I'm just supposed to be thankful and joyful. That's not what it says. Amen? It's up on the screen, right? It says that the trying of your faith worketh patience. The word trying there is approval and trustworthiness. When I get in a situation and I'm told to count it all joy, I'll give you one. Wake up when they've taken your leg. See if you can then count it all joy because he's going to get me out of this. And I know he is. Hard facts. Just you, you, you get a choice. You can either feel woe is me and be down and be negative or you can say, my God shall supply all my needs according to his riches and glory by Christ. Nah, no, no, no. Are you all here? That's what trustworthy means, the trying. Trying, oh, I'm pressing you. I'm like, he's, you got to count on joy because you know God's doing this to you. He doesn't say that. When you are in afflictions, temptations, you're supposed to trust God in his approval and stand on the word. Stand on the word, amen? The word patience means endurance and fortitude. Uh, there is a time I would run, and I'd run anywhere from five to ten miles, four or five days a week. I have endurance. I was in my early 30s, and I was doing that and playing a lot of good basketball. My younger brother, uh, it goes Sue, Pat, Tim, he's uh, six years younger than me. He brings one of his friends to play with us, and there's five on, on each side, and there's myself and one other guy, and uh, we're, you know, got a little gray, you know what I mean? We don't look like the young pups on the court. And he said, I don't know if I want those older guys on our team. My brother says, those two are worth 15 to 20 points in the fourth quarter that we didn't have. They will run you into the ground, which we did. Because of endurance. Endurance. The other is fortitude. I'm sorry if I, I just seem belligerent. I'm not trying to be. Don't, I'll give what I want to give away. Don't think the enemy's going to take nothing. I am fortified to fight. I don't fight people. I know who my enemy is, but I am fortified to fight. That is my mentality. That is how I pray. That is to get in position. You want to fight? Here we go. I'm fortified. You can't do anything about it. I'm packing. It's not a gun. I'm packing the word of God, and you don't stand a chance. Are we doing good? Then let's go to Ephesians chapter 5. Again, to walk in faith, I am trying with everything I can to blow apart religious, doubt-filled statements that just float out there as if it's okay, and it's not. I am not a toilet. Don't dump it in me. I change the channel on Christian channels as soon as they go into some of this, it's off. Is everything they say bad? Nope, but I'm not going to listen to that because that will be in my head the rest of the day. Anyone who's worked construction, driven in a truck with a team, someone has control of the radio. Whoever's truck it is gets control of the radio. Thing is, the last song you listen to as you get on the job 
is in your head the rest of the day. You can try to get it out of there, but it's hard work. There is a song way back when called Afternoon Delight. I spent a whole day on a walk plank up on a wall in heat with that bouncing around in my head trying to cast it down. It got in there, you have to get it out of there. I'm not going to take a thought that is not godly towards my wife or my kids. No, no, or my grandkids. They, every one of us will fulfill our destiny. Does it always look like it? I don't look at that. I call things that be not as though they were. I speak the end from the beginning, he says. We are men and women of faith. We live by it. We walk by it. I don't live in a life of doubt. Okay, we're having great times. Ephesians chapter 5, giving. Let's see, verse 20. Giving thanks always for all things unto God the Father in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Again, give thanks for what he does. Praise him, thank him. By the way, Praise means to praise him for what he's done. Worship is to praise him and love him for who he is. My kids can say, thanks, Dad. Thanks, Dad. My dad got me a bike. We did, thanks, Dad. But then they can also hug me and say, I love you so much, Dad. Praise and worship, essential to our life. But giving thanks for all things, not don't give Satan Thanks for what God has given you. And vice versa. We doing good? Okay. Uh, oh gosh, I got some good time here. Philippians chapter 4. But I wanted to take this time to blow some of these things out of the water. Because when you're at home, when you're driving the car, when you're on the job, and you're faced with stuff, I'm working at Landon's. The management there are not nice people. They're always nice to me. Why? I made them money. I got there early. I stayed late and caused them no trouble and did my job well. They treated me great. I watched them fire people at the Christmas party thinking it's fun. I watched them with prostitutes come in and go out and go up to the Hilton Hotel. It was a crappy environment. Not where I was wasn't crappy. I did go, my body showed anybody could see that I wasn't feeling well. But I'm not calling in sick. So I'm there. A guy named Steve, who's my friend, he said, come on, Jim, just say it. You're sick. Come on, just say it. Nope, I'm not sick. I'm healed by the stripes. I'm not saying I'm sick. I'm, I won't take ownership. And he's thinking he's having a great time, giving me a hard time. And the night before, or the night, yeah, this was on a Saturday, so this was Friday night, a well-known group came to Omaha, sold out, and pl played their music. And the, during the day, the main guy and his bodyguard came into Landon's. This guy was the most vile, self-centered person I've ever listened to when I'm trying to sell. And I sold him, I feel awful. I sold him every egotistical piece of garbage we had. I sold him just short of $1,000 worth of stuff. Oh, by the way, he's the lead singer for Kiss, Gene Simmons. 
And I figure, okay, Satan, this is it. You bring this vile person in here to harass me when I feel like this. I, you know what? I'm going to sell him everything I can. And when I was done, I was also healed. All, all symptoms were gone. Just working, selling clothes, folks. Not preaching as a pastor. It makes a good story now. I lived through that one with Mr. Simmons. Okay. Did I get to Philippians 4? And this is 6, verse 6. Be careful for nothing. Be careful. Don't be full of care about stuff. That's what careful means. Oh, you need to be careful. You want me to take a lot of care and fill myself up with it over this situation. That's not a good thing to do. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, make your request known unto God. And the peace of God that passes all understanding shall keep your hearts and your minds. And then he says, finally, brother, whatever things are pure, just, lovely, good, important, all the way down, that's what you think about. That's what you think about. Not the care. I think about all the things God has done for me. Well, you know, if he was a good God, you wouldn't be the same. Hey, I'm not dead. I'm preaching. I'm reaching more people than I have. In the, I'm going to town. I'm having a good time. I'm wound. Okay. In everything. In it, not for it. Got a mess? I praise God in it, not for it. And I think on the things that are right. Now, this is one of the things I learned from Buddy Harrison, one of the mentors in my life. There's Buddy, Alan, and Charles. These three men have taught me so much. This is, he wrote a whole book on verse 9. Those things which you have both learned and received and heard and seen in me do. I made a vow to myself that I wouldn't teach, although it might be an incredible mess, someone else's message I have not one with. I don't expect you to do something that I already haven't done. What you've heard, what you've seen me do, do also. When I'm talking about laying hands on sick people, when I'm talking about being generous, being kind, that's because that's what we do. That's what I mean. Gabby's real happy. She's 50 bucks ahead already. First time here, she gets a Chick-fil-A card, and she got a $50 bill. She's way ahead. Understand my point? I'm not preaching it if I haven't done it. But because I have done it, do it. I'm not telling you to do something that I have not gone to war with. Amen? I call it, I have to command my mind on the right things. And I call it an atmosphere of faith. I, okay. I'm trying to recall a, a song that Roger Blair sang. It's Paul and Silas in jail. And it's, I'm going to praise him. I have it on a cassette. It never made it to a CD. So I couldn't get it in here to play for you. But that song will stop you in your tracks and you will give it undivided attention. 
That and he did one called He Holds the Keys. That will stop you. It grabs you. I have an atmosphere of faith. Danny Goki, stand in faith. Bam, I'm on it. You need to have songs. That's why I have you reading one proverb, because in every proverb you'll find at least one verse that you, while you're waiting in line at Walgreens drive through when you're in the grocery line, you can think on this and make your mind go where it needs to go rather than think and take a careful of junk. You go, Rosie, no problem, baby. You know, kids making noise, you don't see anyone telling the kids to be quiet around Jesus. Matter of fact, he told them, let them come, let them come. The only kids that bothered me were mine. <laughs> you can have four or five hundred people in there and they've got kids, and the other kids are making messes and, you know, getting loud. I don't care. But my guys, I can hear my kids' voice out of a hundred kids every time. And I go, James, Micah, Mark. Never really had to correct Sadie. She's as close to a perfect kid as I could have been. She was just, you could talk to her, she'd make the adjustment. You could teach her, she'd catch it, she'd, she'd change it. She just did. Made being her dad a lot easier. Amen. Are we having fun? Okay, Hebrews 11 one says, now faith is. Why is that important today? Now. Not next month, not two years ago. Well, God did a miracle two years. When was the last time you had a miracle in your life? That you haven't answered prayer. Something that goes, yes, Lord. It's now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things I cannot see. I can't see it, but I got it by faith. What's it, what do you know? It's called a title deed. I got it. You can see the car we drove up into. I got a title deed on it that you can't see, but it says it's mine. Faith, now faith. The other is faith cometh by hearing. So does disbelief. Measure your day. What do you hear more? Unbelief, doubt and fear, or God's word, his promise, and his way? Simple. I love this one. It's Luke 7. I used it last week. There was a woman who was a, of a lower class, like a Palestinian versus a Jew, uh, gen, uh, a pure Jew in a day. She was a sinner, and they wore certain appeal. Now, I was in the Philippines a number of times, and you see dark brown, black, gray, and navy blue on women. You don't see face makeup. You don't see any bright colors. That's all for the prostitutes. There's a different dress code between a sinner and a kosher Jew. Yet she comes up and touches the hem of his garment, and he gets healed. Jesus says this twice to people who drew on his healing faith power. He said, go in peace. That peace is the same word as the peace that passes all understanding. Nothing broken, nothing missing. I'm not giving my kids junk, and God doesn't give his kids junk. There's nothing broken, nothing missing. Well, I planted a seed and I got this little harvest back on it. That's the first of the harvest. There's more coming, baby. But when you sit there and pull, oh, I thought I'd get more. You just shut it down. You think it's over. It ain't over. I'm getting stuff from stuff we planted how many years? It's still coming back. It's still coming back. 
I'm having a great time here. Okay. Learn to release what God has already given you. We're going to do that in the class on Wednesday. If you got born again, you got the Holy Ghost. The baptism of the Holy Spirit, all that does is empower you for war. There are three gifts so you can talk, three gifts that you can think, and three gifts that you can act like God. He empowers you to get your job done. That's all it is. It's not for show in church. It is to get the job done. I need a word of knowledge. I got to have it. I can get it. I can get a shot of faith in my arm. Bam! I got plenty of shots over seven months. I was a pin cushion. But you know what? All those gifts worked. I am empowered for war to win. Live in an atmosphere of faith. Remember, you are not a toilet seat. That's gross. I mean it to be gross. But I'm not going to let someone, when I'm sitting there believing God against anything I can feel or anything that I know that is a fact out there in the real world, I'm standing in faith, and they don't understand it, but I'm not going to let them sit on my parade. Not going to do it. They talk this, and they make great jokes about their wives. I don't make jokes about my wife. When was the last time any of you heard me make a joke about my wife? I don't do that. She's my queen. She's one with me. Why would I make fun of her? Just because it's funny. Does she do funny things? Oh, I could tell you some really great stories. <laughs> oh, yeah. This girl's hilarious and does some funny things. But I've never made her the butt of a joke. I honor her. I love her. And I value her. You haven't heard it from me. Go ahead. Some of you guys have been with me 30 years. You've never heard me ever speak disrespectful to Deborah. Nor will you. My kids never heard it. Yeah, I'll leave it there. I, I'm not a toilet bowl. I'm just not going to do it. I've got nothing broken, nothing missing. Okay, Romans 10.8 says this. The word of God is nigh thee even in your mouth. Where is it? Howard, where's your gum? It's in your mouth? Okay. There's a really cute commercial on of a black couple, and he's looking through the pads on his sofa, and she's sitting there. He goes, have you seen my glasses? They're on his head. Yes. And she goes, you'll find them. It's okay, honey. And she's just got this smile. Like, this obviously is not the first time we've been down this road. Where are my car keys? Where are my glasses? You have five pairs of glasses and you cannot find your glasses? You have three sets of car keys and you can't find one? The word is nighty in your mouth. What comes out of your mouth? Particularly when you get pressed a little bit. When you get threatened a little bit. What comes out? You press on me, I will press back. You want to bug me at 3 in the morning? I'm going off in tongues, talking about it, and just frustrating the snot out of that demon because they don't understand it. I'm just talking to God. They can't do anything with it because I won't give my mouth to doubt and unbelief and fear. Okay, I'm really having a good time.
Okay, Matthew 12, 34. Out of the abundance of your heart, your mouth speaks. Abundance. Not just barely enough. What we put in there in abundance is what's going to come out when we're pressed. Okay, I have two more scriptures and I got 10 minutes to do them. One is Acts 27. I can't do all of it because verse 2 through 25. It's a story of Paul being put on a ship. He warns them, I perceive that this is not a good idea. The guys who have the shipping experience want to get their product to harbor, to the next place, to make their money, and conditions seem okay, not bad, but they get out there. The storm comes. Professional seamen. There are 236, it says, 236 lives on that boat. That is not a raft. And the weather's so bad they don't see sun for 14 days. It's bad enough winter in Nebraska when we don't see sun. We had that one winter we had 90 days without sunshine. It was so dooming. Oh, but you take away the sun and you're on the ocean and, it, and you got storms. These guys are scared. They're now getting rid of anything they can to lighten it, thinking if they get somewhere where they don't know where they're going, the rocks underneath could open up the belly of the ship and they'd sink. So they got rid of as much. Then it got real bad. After 14 days, I just love this. I got to get to it. Oh, Jim. Acts 27. I just love this. The prisoner that they will consider killing rather than him getting away by swimming away. They're going to kill him. But the, the centurion won't let him. Listen to what Paul says after 14 days. He goes, But after a long abstinence, Paul stood forth in the midst of them and said, Sirs, ye should have hearkened unto me and not loosed from Crete and to have gained this harm. What a time for the prisoner to say, You bozos, you blew it, you should have listened to me. That's what he's saying in nice King James verses. And now I exhort you to be of good cheer. Fourteen days in a storm, they're thinking they're done. He says, there'll be no loss of life, of any man's life among you, but only the ship. For there stood by me this night the angel of God, who, I love this, whose I am and whom I serve. The prisoner just stood up in front of all those guys and said, the angel of God stood by me. You're all going to live. What kind of crazy faith is that? I love it. And he says three times, be of good cheer, be of good cheer. And he says, because I believe, this is verse 25, for I believe God that will be just as it was told me. Just as the angel said, that's what's going to happen. Over your children, over things that are important. This is what's going to happen. I got crazy faith. Little James is going to live and not die. And he's alive and well. This faith. At that point it was 235 against one. 
and they did what he said. Okay, two more. I'm doing okay. Acts 16. I wish I had the song because it is so powerful. But if you read Acts 16, and this is verses 22 through 26, but the stuff that leads up in front of it is what a day he's having. Verse 22 of Acts 16. And the multitude rose up together against them, and the magistrates ripped off their clothes and commanded them to be beat because they disagreed. And when they had laid hand, many stripes upon them, they cast him into prison, charging the jailer to keep them safely. That is code. He went to the inner one. If the jailer loses his prisoner, the jailer is killed. He is putting him in the safest. It's not a holiday inn room. Doesn't have running water. No cable TV. No cell phones. Nothing. You're talking in the dungeon. They've been beaten and they've been whipped and scourged. It's been a long afternoon. You get into the evening. That's why I love the time. It says at midnight. At midnight. Verse 25. And at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God, and the prisoners heard them. It wasn't one of those little silence, oh Lord, please, if you can get me out here. No. I prayed loud enough that anybody can hear. I'm in a dadgum dungeon. My God will get me out of this. After I prayed and received what I've prayed for, I'm going to sing and praise Him. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You put whatever song you want in there and you praise Him. And the prisoners on the upper areas heard them. Now it doesn't say an earthquake hit the town. It says an earthquake hit the prison. All doors on whatever levels and all bonds, chains on you that hold you in stocks and bonds there. All of them were released. And Paul tells the jailer, whoa, 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 because the jailer's now going to hurt himself. He's going to commit suicide because it's over. All the doors are open. Everybody's going to get away. And he, Paul goes, no, we're all here. We're all here. From a ripped open back, an exhausted day, Nobody knows you're in the inner dungeon. You don't have cable TV doing your story live of Safid, of, you know, Paul in prison. Nobody knows he's there. I had one of those in Nigeria. Nobody knows I'm here. It's just me and my angel. And I got guys at my door trying to break in to rob, kidnap, or kill me and or all of that. What did you do, pastor? Did you hide? No. I got bold. I stood. I went to the door on the other side. Started praying in tongues as loud as I could. And expect my angel, who I name him Lucky, because people say, Jim, you're so lucky. No, that's my angel. He protects my life. The three of them left. They didn't know what to do. Because praying in the Spirit confuses the enemy. So, 
Paul at midnight. Comes this, the Philippian church, and this is the church that sent to Paul's need time and time again. My God shall supply all your needs. Came out of the Philippian church. Started by the jailer's family. 24 hours ago, 16 hours, 10 hours ago, it didn't look like the greatest church because Jesus said in his evaluation, they're the best in Revelation. Came out of a jailer and his family. The guys are in there ripped open, beaten, exhausted, and you couldn't get him to quit praying. You couldn't get him to quit singing. Don't quit. Get the song that's yours, that grabs your heart, and don't let that stuff get to you. Last but not least, promise 22. I want 22 minutes of your day for the year. In seven minutes, you can read a proverb of the day. Today is the sixth. You can read that proverb. You'll find at least one verse that you can chew on later in the day. Then I want you to read one epistle. I read three quarters of the book of Acts yesterday just for fun. Just to feed me. I only used a couple of scriptures from Acts. I have one that I love. In the Cornelius house it says the Holy Spirit fell. These are Gentiles. They have no idea what to expect, but it says the Holy Spirit fell on them. Yes! I want that here. The manifestation of God's presence among his people. So if two of you gather in my name, I'm right there. Let's have what you do, Jesus. Do what you do best. Let's heal the sick. Okay? 22 minutes. One chapter in the epistles, I would say particularly 1st, 2nd, 3rd John, Ephesians, and Romans. Those books are all about who you are in Christ and the power of the Spirit in your life. Corinthians is good. They're all good. But those three really focus in those areas. So I'm reading them, as well as I just decided to read Acts. Something was wrong with our TV. It couldn't watch Christian broadcasting. didn't know who was on. She was gone seeing Mercedes. I just read, prayed, had a good time. So that's seven minutes. 15 minutes talking in tongues. Why? It's Jude, verse 20. Build yourself up on your most holy faith, praying in the Spirit. You speaketh mysteries in the Spirit. I need answers to some situations in my life. I want answers. I'm not going to get them by hoping. I'm going to get them by taking mysteries and getting those mysteries opened up into my life. And I, it says, when I pray in the Spirit, I give thanks well. How many have come to a situation where someone just blessed you so much Thanks just didn't seem enough. You wish you had another word that covered it. Well, when it says, when I pray in the Spirit, I give thanks well. I give thanks well. Okay, let's do this. And the other is I get to talk to God. For all those doubt and unbelievers out there, I can talk to my Heavenly Father every day of my life by praying in the Spirit immediately. Choom. It's like having one of those flip phone things to heaven. I got it, baby. It's the language of tongues. Well, I don't know. Well, the problem is, I'm not going to listen to you tell me it doesn't happen when it already happens in my life. 
It's not a showboat. It's not churchy stuff. It's for edification. That's what it says in Corinthians 14. It is by love. It works by love, and it's for edification of the church. Edify means to build up. It's never to show off. It's always to build up. So I'm out there washing the car, praying in the Spirit. I can confess the word when I run. My God shall supply all my needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. That's a seven-mile run. That's what I confess for seven miles. Needed a car. Believed I was going to get this beautiful. I got a Honda Civic, a brand-new Honda Civic. That was supernatural that I got it. The big Thunderbird I thought I was going to have, the Honda Civic could fit in the trunk of the Thunderbird. But my God shall supply all my needs. And then we're able to go to another person and say, let's go pick out a car. We'll pay for it. We paid off that car for someone, brand new car, in four years. Deborah and I paid off in less than four years. Why did you do that? Why not? It was in our heart to do it. It's not show. I, matter of fact, I don't think I've ever mentioned that. Or if it's been a long time. We just do it. Purpose to get my hands on the sick. Shake their hand, pat them on the back. Now, I got waiters and waitresses at three different restaurants coming up and touching me on my shoulder because I always touch them. It's part of the guy code. He comes up. He's the manager of the restaurant. Why? It was nice. I was nice. And a lot of people are not nice. I can always be nice. Always. Now, 15 minutes of tongues and 7 minutes of reading. 22 minutes in the year 22 because we got a lot to get. We have a lot to do in 22. We got a lot Souls saved? Well, you know, Jim, aren't you just going to retire? Nope, I'm refiring. Never thought of retiring. I'm refiring. Get this situation where I want it to what I can do. Every day I'm getting better, getting stronger, and I'm getting tougher. Anything that looks like you defeated? Yeah, a couple times. Everything the doctor said looked pretty terrible. And all I did is, you know me, I went to Rocky, number five, he and Tommy Morrison fighting out in the street, and it looks like Tommy's beat him. And then, Rocky, you hear the music, dun 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 dun, dun. How many know the song? Yeah. So does everybody at the rehab center. They put it on the thing when I go walk, and that's what they're playing for me nonstop. Why? There's motivation in there to get up. Yeah. And Rocky says, yo, Tommy, I didn't hear no bell. One more round. I got at least one more round. First round, 40 years. I got one more to go. Going to do it. So are you. I want every one of you to win a soul. I want every one of you to invite someone to come. I want you to get your hands on them. None of this is religious and churchy. It's just being kind and taking what you've already been given and releasing it to people. The more I have trust, worthiness, and approval, and confidence, the more he'll put me in situations where I need him. 
Paul didn't go through all that to be a good little trooper. He went through what he went through because Jesus knew he wouldn't quit. That was already decided before he started on his assignment. We have an assignment. We got stuff to get done. Simple. What if you're the next Colonel Sanders? What if you have a word from the Lord that saves someone's life? What if you're the encouragement a person needs not to kill themselves? One last story. We love to go to Cancun. We've been there 27 times, 23 in the same place. They have a pool, bar, restaurant area, upper pool where the kids usually are, and we have made friends. Arturo, Ramon, Miguel, Antonio. I mean, oh, Mr. McGoffin, so good to see you. They know who I am, who we are. Okay, no problem. Because we treat them like family and friends. But one of the heroes died. He was an older guy. And he worked harder than anybody. He was a legend among the waiters and stuff. A legend. And was his grandson, nephew, friend? What's the relationship? Brother-in-law. Runs the, the uh, food bar area that you can swim up to and all that. He runs that. And we were going past that. We're going to go up the stairs, go up to the upper pool, and then go to the adult pool where us adults can have fun. Okay? Go there when the grandkids, you go to the kid pool. When the kids aren't with you, go to the adult pool. Get to the door, and the door opens up. And it's the brother-in-law of the legend. So what's going on, man? He goes, it's not good. I said, what's wrong? He said, I'm going to go home and kill myself. I've had it. I said, no, you're not. I don't go home till Friday. You're going to be here every day. You're not doing that. And I prayed with him. And God set him free from that depression. And he told the other workers, that's my pastor. In Cancun at the beach. I don't even look like a pastor. I got the loud goofball shorts on. They call me the sun hog. I am so dark. Not a churchy situation. But God used me to save someone's life. The timing just, you, only God does that. Bam, just caught him. I could have walked right by. No, I took a chance to be nice. By being nice, that man's life saved. You be nice and reach out. You be amazed who you help. Like I said, you plant, you water, reap. I'll plant, I'll water, I'll reap. But I'm going to do my job. Now it's 11.45 and i got to shut up. Put your hand on yourself right now. Anywhere, if you've had any soreness, if you've had any lung problems, any nasal stuff, whatever, just put your hand on yourself. I want you to release what you've already been given. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Healing abound. Restoration abound. Strength 
fill everybody here. Everyone, in the name of Jesus. I lay hands on me more than I lay hands on anybody else. This is my body. <laughs> I better lay hands on it. And release what you've already been given. Already been given it, release it. Now one last secret. I'm looking at Leah back there, like I did with uh, Sibbins. My body was sick. My nose was running. I had a temperature. I couldn't breathe hardly at all, and I'm at work. And I sell Gene Simmons, all that stuff. I have preached. When everything in my body said, you are sick, go home. Have someone else step up. I have a secret. When I release what I have, I get healed too. Pray one for another that you might be healed. Yeah, they and me. When my gift, when she's playing on the drums or he's playing on the guitar right now, you can release the gift that God has given you. It not only helps the people, but it helps you. You didn't see one disciple outside of Judas ever sick or demon-possessed. They set others free, but they didn't get it. They didn't get it. Go out there this week. Go out there this week. Make the difference. Be the guy on the poster. I'm possible. I can do this. I can start over. Well, you can't do it. Yes, you can. You can start over now. Yesterday doesn't matter as to today. Now faith is you can start over now. So if you haven't been good on the promise 22, start over now. And you know what? When you get to December 31st, at the end, go one more month that you messed up on the first. Just throw another month on. You'll, you'll be having a good time by then. But you'll also be able to remember all the miracles. Okay? Great. Well, God bless you. Uh, say everybody stand, but I'm not going to stand yet. I will soon. And we're going to go home. And we're going to reach out and touch lives. And Luke 12, 12 says the Holy Spirit, when you're under pressure, the Holy Spirit will tell you what you ought to say in that very same hour. For some of those situations where there's a lot of hurt and unforgiveness, he alone can give you the words that can bypass all that junk. Now I really am done. i got to be done. I'm three minutes late. Go home, everybody. Gabby, go get your, your Chick-fil-A thing. Go get it. Love you. There's little Rosie. She came up. Thanks for joining us. We hope you enjoyed today's message. We always want to encourage those of you who love the story of how God is working in your life through this ministry to send us an email to amen at libertyofomaha.com. For more information on Liberty Church, visit libertyofomaha.com. Thanks for joining us and have a credible week.